We've been studying the passage in 1 Peter 2, verses 11 and 12, that speak of the people of God as aliens and strangers in this world. It's true that every man, as we said in our first broadcast on this subject, is an alien and a stranger. Indeed, we're born that way. But we're born aliens and strangers toward God and strangers toward his heavenly country and all the advantages and privileges and blessings of that country. But once we come to know Jesus Christ as our Savior, then we come close to God. Then when we say to him, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for me on the cross, that you bore the penalty for my sins, and our sins are forgiven, then we draw near to him. We become a part of that heavenly citizenry. citizenry. We have a citizenship and a passport that is given to us by God to live in this world, but not to live in this world as part of it, to live into this world rather as foreigners traveling through on our way to the heavenly country. Now, because we are a people like that, because we who were not a people but have become a people by Jesus Christ, the people of God, his chosen race, we are now aliens in this world, though we are no longer aliens in that foreign country. And that sense of alienation about which we spoke in the first broadcast is bound to linger with us as we think about this world. You see, a stranger is a rootless person. He has no roots that he can put down in a foreign country. We hear a lot about rootlessness today, about the mobility of our society, about people moving from one part of the country to another and then just about getting a few hairy roots growing in that community and down into the, so, uh, the topsoil, when suddenly their company, let's say, rips the husband out of his job and pulls up the roots and transplants the whole family to some other community where he stays for just a few months or a year or two, and then he's ripped up again and transplanted once more. That, of course, is not very healthy for plants. But that's exactly what a stranger expects. He must not expect to become too deeply rooted or attached to any place that he visits as he travels in a foreign land. It can be a tragedy when a person becomes thus attached to a place to which he cannot really ever belong. And that's what happens to Christians from time to time. Christians become far too deeply attached to this world, to the things that money can buy, to the joys and privileges that they can have here if they will only take them on the terms that are given to them. But a Christian has his taproot only in heaven, and that's why alienation that he feels here is not that deepest sort of alienation that those who live here without Jesus Christ experience day by day because they know that when they send their roots down deep into the soil of this world, that someday, the great day in which their lives are snipped out and they are cut off, that those roots shall shrivel and wither away and that there is nothing permanent even to their stay here in this country. The Christian, however, has a root that sinks deeper and deeper and deeper into the heavenly soil. And it draws out of that soil from the water of life 
and it enables the Christian's life to grow green and fresh and, and crisp and bright and to produce a bloom and from that bloom a fruit of the Spirit of God. This is how a Christian can be even when he travels in a foreign country. But he has to recognize that in a foreign country he will not find those things that he wants in order to make his life satisfying and green and fruitful. And that's our problem. As Christians, so often we try to find the answers to our problems. We try to find the solutions to our difficulties. We try to find the things that will meet our needs in this world, and we can't. Our answers to all of our needs and all of our problems must be found in God and in the things that he provides for us in the heavenly city toward which we are traveling. Those things cannot be found here. And then again, the Christian sometimes wonders why he is going to have such a difficult time here in this world. He should not expect the rights and the privileges of the citizens of the devil's realm. Why should he? He is a rebel against the devil. He is one who has gone over to the other side, who has gone over to God and his kingdom. And so everything that happens here for the citizens of the darkness of this world and of the world powers that exist, he must realize have nothing and hold nothing for him. He's an alien, a stranger, and a foreigner in this world. The world is going to make him realize it the more he lives like a stranger. Now you see, that's just the problem. Christians too often don't live any differently than the, those who are in this world and who don't know Jesus Christ. The old saying, when in Rome, do as the Romans do, doesn't hold for the Christian. When in Rome, you had better do as the citizen of a heavenly kingdom does. That's what God says to you. And you know, it's because they are citizens of this world that the wicked often prosper, that the wicked often have advantages that Christians never have, that evil seems to go unpunished, that people get away with doing things for a while. But all this is just for a while. All this is but temporary. All this lasts only until that day of visitation spoken of in verse 12, when God shall send his Son, and in flaming fire he shall descend upon this world with the heavenly angels, and he shall sweep away all those who do not know God from his presence, and they shall be alienated forever and ever and ever in eternal punishment. Do you know the scriptures speak about hell under two figures of speech? The one, of course, is the lake of fire where the smoke of their torment ascends up forever and ever, the awful torment and torture of everlasting punishment in hell. As terrible as that is, and it is terrifying even to think about, there is another figure that seems to me to be equally or even more terrifying. And that's the one in Jude and elsewhere in Second Peter where we read that 
unsaved men shall be like the stars that wander aimlessly in the sky, where the blackness of darkness is theirs forever, light years away from God forever. Just think of it. Without God and without hope, not only in this world, but for all eternity. Terrible, everlasting alienation from God. No wonder men without him now, even when they sink their roots as deeply as they can into the soil of this earth, find that there is no satisfaction because they know that forever they shall be rootless. Lord, help us as rootless Christians from this world who find our roots in thee to have everlasting joy as we look forward to serving you in the heavenly country. Amen.